0: This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode five hundred and forty eight of Shudders Inc. This is Bruce Williams from Shudders Thanks, Shutters Inc. Thanks for having me. Com. And that there is Mr. Glenn Lavender from Grande It's a pleasure. Oh, I, thought you to have it you, Mr. I thought you were
1: saying it to me. I thought you were saying hi and welcome <laughs> to me.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: That's very nice. How's your
0: three weeks been?
1: Has it been three weeks? It has. That's like one more than two weeks, Bruce. It is. <laughs> yeah, It's like 50% extra weeks. There's no uh, flies break these on people you, are <laughs> I don't know. Let me have a look.
0: <laughs> so what have you been up to?
1: Um, oh, has your secret squirrel mission happened? Yeah, I'm in the midst of. Oh, nice. Of, so I've been shooting for two and a half weeks, probably. So probably most of these three weeks right. I've been shooting. Nice. Uh, but shooting with pre-production lenses. Yep. And so I've got two of those. So they're unfinished, so you know, it's got sticky tape on them where the focal lengths are and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and One of them was kind of a bit soft in one corner, so I couldn't use that one. Right. And um, the other one seemed to be okay, but mostly manual focus more than auto because didn't have any autofocus set up yet. So <laughs> yeah, so I've been out shooting with that. I just picked up uh, a couple that's of days. Like,
0: that's like alpha testing, not beta testing.
1: I know, and you got to, and these are the images they want to use to launch the damn thing.
0: I, I was just about to say, it, it's almost not really fair to ask you to, you know, produce content to reflect the quality of the lens when the lens is only half built.
1: What do you want to know What else isn't fair? They want photos in the city, but with no people's faces in it, <laughs> no building <laughs> names, no graffiti, no artwork. Okay. Uh, oh, and no editing. So it's got to stand up to everybody else's great photos, or yeah. minimal editing, I should say, minimal editing. Yeah. Uh, it's got to stand up to the awesome photos that people see on the internet yeah. where they don't have any of those constraints and then working with the yeah non, non-finished product. Um, you know, so... Yeah, their vision is you go out for a day and take some photos and job done. That's yeah. kind of how they see it done. The reality is you go out for day after, day after day after day after day after day to find those one or two moments where the elements come together enough that the end result is reasonable. Yeah, you wouldn't even say it's good. Yeah, it's functional. Yeah, uh, and, and and they want you know they want you know, twenty five to thirty images, Whoa. which you know doesn't necessarily sound like a lot it does when um, you're under those constraints yeah and that thing so uh, and then they also want me to walk around with a, uh, a model um you know, and and shoot a model telling a story
0: uh, right
1: in the city and uh, you know so a series of images they can put together like a sequence in know, yep. basically but they actually tell a bit of but it's like well, you know, that I, I don't take photos of buildings, I don't do, yeah, I, the stuff they want me to do, I don't do. So it's not like I've got an, an innate ability to photograph the things that they want. If I was sort of like our mate Mike Holman in New Zealand, yeah, he'd be, na- he'd be nailing this brief because he's so freaking good at architectural stuff, yeah, and seeing stuff that no one else sees and seeing angles, and he's just a master, yeah. you know. For him, this would be a walk in the park kind of proposition, right? Um, but. For some, uh, but for someone who, uh, who photographs people and uses and uses yeah millimeters of light in a scene, yeah, you know, yeah, a tiny little, it's, it's a very different world, you know. So uh, yeah, so it's not necessarily that the task is absolutely onerously impossible. It's just that maybe my skill set isn't what it should be to to do it, Um but. Yeah, and having not worked for two and a half years, I'm not going to say no because you kind know, of the money would be handy. So, so and, and this and, and again, this is the I think what the fourth time I've done this for them. So they obviously, like what I did in the past. So yeah, I can't be all <laughs> yeah. It just feels, but just, but that's the thing. Now, the, this, now, I, I sent a video through to you uh, recently, um, a, a music video, Ren Hi, Ren. Mm-hmm. This this video called which is this guy doing a performance, about, and it's basically his. Everyday normal self combating his his self doubt voice, and, and this is the, this is and this is exactly what's going through in my head as I'm out every day shooting. Oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this. This isn't my bag. This isn't this isn't what I'm good at. I don't do these. Yeah. this is that internal bunny monologue that, that knocks creatives down all the time. Uh, yeah, oh, my work doesn't, doesn't, d- d- will not stack up to the, the other stuff. So everything I've just said in the last few minutes is the typical standard internal monologue of a creative yep. person. Possibly every person. I'm the
0: same about the uh, way I record uh, and mix music. I'm always comparing myself against guys who, you know, have silver records and gold records and platinum yeah. records hanging yeah. on the wall, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, the 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 absolute best. Yeah. Now, spe- speaking of just uh, a slight aside to that, I was reading a, a thing today about the band Boston, you know, the band yeah. Boston. Their very first album, they got, they got an album deal... By the, I think the lead singer recording everything in his basement on tapes, and he played every part except for the drums because th- he was at home yeah. and he's just doing it. And the rest of the band were out working, and he was working for Polaroid at the time, so there's a, there is a photography link there. There we go. Yeah, you're right. Um But he recorded everything, and, he, and so they got this music, this contract. with I think it was Epic Records, and they said, right, we, you're going. To, this is the producer you're going to use, and you're going to record in Los Angeles. And he had a job, and he didn't want to go to Los Angeles. He was in Boston. Funny <laughs> <laughs> enough, yeah, and so he lied and pretended they were doing it in Boston, but just kept on the same process and working in his basement by himself. <laughs> and that very first Boston album, which is yeah a hook, more than a feeling and all that sort of stuff, which even louds, yeah, M H Shelton used to say it was the best pop song ever recorded, yeah. Um, which we were both chittered at, <laughs> uh, but it was all done in the guy's basement. So it's, it's interesting wow. you say that, that, that comparison between, which makes you hate him even more, of course, yeah. you know, what it does me, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, what do we actually need to produce stuff? Mm-hmm you know do do we do we need these big do we need the most expensive lens the most expensive microphones doing and so i've been talking a lot with my guitar teacher lately about the the similarities in the creative process between um writing a song playing guitar the same emotional the the battle you have all that there's so many similarities to what goes on in our heads which is which is really quite fascinating yeah. So I've been out... But by chance, speaking of music as well, I wrote a song. Nice. So I used to, I used to, I used to years ago, when I, was a, when I was a a teen and into my early 20s, I used to write a lot of either poetry or, or songs. Right. But okay. I, I'd have that kind of brain that I'd have an idea, I'd look in my head and the song's already finished. Yep. Yeah. So I wrote a song after, in early days, the movie Highlander. Do you remember that movie Highlander with... Uh, Christopher, somebody, has got Sean Connery in it, and they're, they're they're fighting in in the in in the in yeah the, the Scottish Highlands, and uh, and there's these immortal people and stuff. I don't so know if I've thought, ever seen it. I know my wife raves about it. Really, but probably because he gets his top off a bit. You know, he's quite 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 a strapping lad. Uh, <laughs> Could be fair, fair and fair. that, and a bit of a Scottish accent. <laughs> you put the two things together, you know, and a kilt. Yeah, yeah it's it's like it's just like it's like it was an aphrodisiac for the ladies, um, <laughs> but and some and the men's. But uh, so I watched that movie, and then I gone, oh, it'd be interesting to, to write a song about uh, or a poem about uh, being immortal, right? And and then, uh, then I turned, and there was this thing in my head, fully formed, like yeah, fi- yeah. Six or seven paragraphs long or stanzas long, yeah. completely formed. I just wrote it down. Yeah. And that kind of opened up a, a period where I was writing lots of stuff like that, where things that I'd have an idea and things that appear formed. So it happened this week. I cut, um, well, I heard this song. It was really, really mournful and sad, but it had the word happy in it. So they mentioned the word happy, but it wasn't saying, "Oh, I'm really." happy. It wasn't using "happies" in the term. Yeah, you know, I remember when I was happy, kind of thing. And he's saying that in a mournful thing. I thought wouldn't it be kind of funny if he wrote a song called "The Happy Song," and and uh, and the chorus is all, "Yeah, I, when I'm like this, I like to sing my happy song," but every verse is bleak and dark. <laughs> so funny enough I turned around there's this song in my head it's exactly that every every every, every, uh, every verse is just really bleak <laughs> and, and the chorus is uh, I like to sing my happy song <laughs> it's like, very bizarre. so i wrote a song I've been uh, so i've been I finally got the proper lens um yeah. uh, from from Tamar on this which i've just started shooting with a, uh, the actual lens rather than the the, the fake one right. so i've been shooting yeah you know, i, I you know, kind of dropped the kids at school so you uh, moved uh,
0: off the alpha model to the beta yeah
1: then. just this week yeah right. just this this well this was the actual well i guess it's as close to pre-production as possible maybe right. i don't think it's actually a production model but it's a yeah it's the it's the finished product before they go to production right um and uh, so there's only like one of them one or two of them in the world it's like so you got to look at you have, if you sign all these documents you to look after the things like crazy because
0: so presumably these couple of lenses would be assembled by hand
1: yeah. right. And they've a team of engineers working on them and putting them together and wow. and fine tuning it and all that sort of stuff and then yeah, send it out and and then they also uh they work up the lens profile uh their own, the, your own personalized lens profile for uh, for Lightroom or or Photoshop so it can it can fix you know the normal vignetting or you know, chromatic aberration that kind of stuff. So you got to, you got to, uh, so that's why if anyone saw my Facebook post a week or so ago, I'm messaging, does anyone know how to put up a lens profile? <laughs> <laughs> right. I couldn't find, I could not find anywhere and how to, how to do it on Photoshop. Yeah, and right. I've done it, I've done it in the past, but I just could not find, and I tell you it was like 47 folders, layers down <laughs> uh, uh, of this thing to find the damn thing, but I finally got there. So yeah, it's just started shooting with that, but so, yeah, it's like drop the kids at school, bolt out and try and shoot for an hour hour or two before I have to come back and pick the kids up from school or it was typically then I was dropping my kid off she's doing a um a, a, a she they're in the theater groups both of them they've got their performances this weekend right and one of my kids on Sunday she had a rehearsal at the at the at the theater at 4 30 and it's just near the city and I'm driving in I've got all the gear with me I'm driving and it's looking it's going to be an epic sunset but you can just the clouds are just looking in awesome everything's looking great and I'm saying to her I said well, one of two things is going to happen, and we're stuck in shite traffic. So, and so, it was, so it's going to be a little bit late getting her there at four thirty, and the sunset was five oh eight. Okay, so four thirty drop by five oh eight, and it's like an eighteen minute drive to where I wanted to shoot. Okay, so <laughs> okay. we're we're talking things were tight, and I'm saying to her, one of two things is going to happen, kid. Um, the traffic will be terrible, and the sunset will be epic. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll get there in time, and the sunset will be shining. <laughs> yeah. I got there in time, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. Okay, what happened? To all these clouds. What? Why? Why did nothing happen? Right. Yeah. And all we got was one building in the city got a little bit of a glow of sun on it. Right. And uh, one building down by the docks had a little bit of glow on it, and right. that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a, a couple of small clouds very near the horizon looked a bit orangish, but they right. were so far away with the yeah. lens I'm using. Yeah, uh, yeah, you would need a thousand mil lens to make them anything yeah. interesting. Sort of <laughs> yeah, that <way>. right. <laughs> so that's like uh. that, that's 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 the other bane of existence of shooting this stuff. Of you course. know, I've been up multiple times. At uh, I, was, I was shooting in the city the other day. I was there at four thirty in the morning. Mm. And yeah, sunrise was like quarter past seven. So I was doing some some nighttime building stuff. Yeah, and um, sunrise is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's gone. No, (laughs) no point. It's just complete, completely pointless. So my goal, my goal with each outing is to hopefully get one, maybe two photos. Yeah, maybe. You know, and uh, yeah, it's hella frustrating. Yeah, hell of frustrating because yeah, you realize just how rarely good stuff happens. You know yeah. when you when you're ready to shoot it, when you're prepared to shoot, and we've all. Every one of us as photographers has been there. Mm-hmm. I remember the most epic sunset I ever saw in my entire life. I was stuck on a freeway for, for, yeah. But and this sunset was epic for like 40 minutes. What? It wasn't like it was, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't just like a, a five minutes of gorgeous. Yeah. It was epic. Oh, it's even more epic. Oh my God, it's even, oh my God. For 40 minutes, it kept improving. Wow. It was, and it was one well, of its whole sky sunsets yeah, right. so where the entire sky was just a flame. Wow. And it's like, and I was not a landscape photographer, but I was desperate to be somewhere where, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I've never seen anything like it, but you're stuck in the freeway. You couldn't even pull over and take take a photo of your phone. Yeah. And. And I said and it wasn't, yeah. And you know, it's like when you're in a good location to shoot, you get three minutes of sunset, yeah. When it's good, you know, yeah. it comes and gone in just no time whatsoever, you know. Yeah. This thing went for 40, I know it was 40 minutes because I was driving the entire time, just watching it. Now, I'm telling the kids in the back seat, they were much younger, um, uh, uh, look, look at this sunset. This might be the best you ever seen in your lives. Look at this, I can, they don't remember it, of course, <laughs> but I'm trying to all the way explain it's, it's the best sunset I've ever seen in my entire life. So, in, in the yeah, my. 58 years of the say 50 40 40 years of, I can actually remember in this world. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, that's the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, it's like, imagine if you're actually out shooting that day, yeah. But I didn't see a single this is the days of social media, I didn't see any good photos of it. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, how is this possible? How is how, how it, how, maybe there was, but, yeah, but I'm on like social media pages for like the, the city I live in, yeah. uh, the, for photographers in the city I live in, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you think if anyone's going to post it anywhere, they're going to be posting it there. Nada. Wow. Yeah, so that was kind of bizarre. Yeah.
0: Like what you were saying about sometimes you're out there and you only get, you know, two or three minutes of, yeah. of that yeah. great light. Just m- reminded me of September last year when we went on our road trip around the state with uh, the couple from uh, yep.
1: Sydney. They mean the, the inappropriate car.
0: Yeah, that's right. And we were out at Mungo National Park, and we did the Walls of China through the day, and in the evening we went up to the lookout at the south end of the Walls of China. And you look out across the now... That's why they
1: call look Bruce, because you look The now it,
0: dry lake bed, you know, 10,000 years ago it was a massive lake and now it's just, you know, a flat, <laughs> almost a salt pan. It's full of, you know, sagebrush. And I was watching all of the cloud movements and watching the directions that the cloud was going in and watching the sun and everyone was there and they were... Photographing like mad, and this was probably, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the sun was actually going to sink below the horizon. And there was this big cloud bank way off to the west, but there was just this ever so slim gap. Between the, the bottom need. between yep. the bottom of the yep. cloud and the horizon. And people started vacating. They're all jumping in their cars and they're driving off.
1: Thinking they've had their sunset.
0: Thinking they've had it. And and I'm just like, Oh no, this is gonna get so much better, you know. Yep. And there was yep. there was a woman standing not far from me and and she just kind of muttered to herself, Oh, well, I guess that's it and I, I turned around and I said, No, that's not it. I said, hang around. It's going to get better. I said, because the sun's going to drop below, you know, and, and it's going to yeah. light up the bottom Through of that cloud gap. bank yep. and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, true to my word, we, that's what we got. And, and, and almost everyone had left, you know, and uh, there was just a couple of us who'd stayed back. Uh, and and as you said, you know, it lasted for two or three minutes.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: and, I, and I got a, some epic... Um, I, I shot a multi-image pano of the sunset, yeah. which um, you know I'm so happy with. And uh, yeah, it's
1: just what, what did you do with it? Uh, nothing, <laughs> 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 just,
0: just checking, <laughs> like
1: everything. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't think you don't think fools like print it out and put it up on your wall. Of it <laughs> it, it,
0: it <laughs> is one of those images that I've I've been saying to myself I really should get a a big print of that either mm-hmm. either as a so canvas. How long, how
1: long ago was how long ago was that trip? September
0: sorry? of. Uh, Last year, yeah, yes, oh, um, oh, it's only a year. It's, I, not, even a year, ten it's not even a year.
1: not even a year. What you're worried about? It's like it's, it's like the ink hasn't even dried on the on the Photoshop yet. That's yeah. right. It's
0: all good. It's There's all still good.
1: time. Just <laughs> get it for a Christmas present. Yeah, it's like a red. Oh, there, yeah. it's like a red Christmas wine for age. the <laughs> Christmas present for the missus. They're always hard to buy for. Buy something you'd like for yourself and present it for her. <laughs> That's it. That always works for me. Exactly. Uh, oh, okay. anyway. Well, that, that's it, and, and, and this is a thing I come across in photo sh- workshops all the time. Yeah. is because because as I was saying before, I I use a slither of light sometimes yeah. as my light source yeah. as a natural light. And I might have eight or ten people who need to shoot, yeah. and that light lasts three or four minutes. Yeah. And if you're not ready to, you've got to be ready to shoot. you got to. I mean, the, the, everybody even gets for myself,
0: fifteen seconds. <laughs>
1: yeah, but even for myself, if I'm shooting it, I can't afford to make mistakes yeah. because I have this, and the model can't afford to make mistakes or the person I'm shooting because yeah. we have a minute window where it's at yeah. optimum. Yeah. yeah, and everything else is either side of that, then it's gone. Yeah. You know? And and so, you know, you've gotta be, you know, incredibly fast at it. You know? Yeah. The the and this is where when I when I'm shooting uh, doing workshops, if I see something epic like that, I must, I might not even point it out. Because it's just going to lead to disappointment because yeah. two or three people will get it, then they'll be gone. Yeah. yeah? So I'll, what i try and do is I'll try and find something that's a little more artificially created, like um, a doorway or a window yeah. that's shining on a wall. And it's the window that's constraining the light rather than it's coming through two buildings, for example, no. to yeah. create a small shaft. It's going through a window. And, and because it's, uh, that, that's probably going to be there for t- 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you've got time for everything, so I'll, I'll, you, know, you, 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 you can't take advantage of everything you see because of limitations of, you know, and it might even be, oh, my gear's still packed up in my bag, I know by the time i get it out, it'll be gone, so there's yeah. no point shoot, yeah, there's all those sort of constraints that you have yeah. to work in and, um, yeah, that's why you know, pr- preparation, uh, I say that when I do photo talks is knowing how to use your gear is so important and the time to learn how to use your gear is not when you're out taking photos. Yes. Yeah, it's 10 minutes a night in front of your TV, spending Dials. This dial does this. This dial does yep. this. This dial does it. getting as humanly familiar as possible with your camera, so it's second nature.
0: I've actually been taking my A seven three on the train to Newcastle over the last week or two. Yeah, and yeah. just. Doing exactly that, looking through Brilliant. all the menus, getting familiar with everything, and and particularly with this newfound interest in shooting video, you know, getting familiar with that, that side of my camera as well, because that's a yeah. side of my camera that I've not really explored in the three years that I've had it. And you're right, you know, it's so easy to become either forget about those things or to have got a new camera and not have spent the time to explore it and get familiar with all of the things that your camera is capable of
1: so I've been shooting a brand of camera that I don't normally use for this project um, because it does, it's not for my brand of camera, and 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 oftentimes, oftentimes I'm shooting other brands of cameras when I'm shooting these projects because it's not for, yeah, you know, it's not designed for Canon, yeah. And so, so a, I've got to kind of get familiar with that. But I mean, stuff like I'm trying to find out how to turn on the image stabilizer, turn off image stabilizer, <laughs> how to, yeah, and, and how convoluted some of these menus are, and how many screens of menus there are, yep. to to even try and find. I mean, because when you have got your camera on a tripod, which I don't, I mean, I rarely shoot with a tripod, yeah, except when I'm doing the these projects and you can't have stabilizer on whilst you're on your tripod. No, so then to try and remember to turn it off, but then you can remember to turn it back on when you start doing handheld stuff. <laughs> they to remember to turn it off again, and it seems like every time you go to do it, you can't remember where it was. on the place. So yeah, the sunsets going, yeah, and you're trying to find how to turn the stabilizer off, and oh god, <laughs> they're so bloody comp. They should have like, I don't know a screen. Uh, you should be able to have a favorite screen that you can create your own things that you use all the time. So you know, Sony like, like, does. Does it? Mm. Oh, I we'll wouldn't we'll notice, talk about yeah. that after we've yeah. recorded. But that should be uh, I want this feature, this feature, this feature, this all these settings on this one tab. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. That's exactly yeah. what it should do.
0: Well, Well, that's something I've been doing as well, like with these mornings on the train with the camera, is going through and looking at what, functions of the camera i've got mapped to the various buttons and dials that are customizable and and really putting a lot of thought into okay when are the times when i'm most likely to want this particular feature or more so if i'm shooting this type of thing what are the things that i want shortcut access to you know, yeah, and, and yeah. sort of rejigging the way I've got everything set up on you know custom buttons and whatnot. So
1: and then and then remembering what you reset which, and, yeah. and, and that's oh. the
0: other side of it is then going out and doing some shooting so that you build the muscle memory to remember where you put everything
1: no nah, that's what i'm saying is you don't shoot to do that yes yeah, why you have to do the 10 minutes oh, i'm turning uh, yeah, i'm yeah. turning on this mode i'm turning on this mode i'm turning on this mode i'm tu- just over and over and over and over yes. The reset and start all over again and don't do anything but change modes and and turn turn on and off features, and that I, 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 shootings are I, I get what you're yeah. saying, but I, yeah. I'm then yeah. saying
0: that once you've done that, you really want to go out and just do some shoots that are not oh, for sure. If you, if, you don't,
1: if you don't use it, to, if you don't to, use it, yeah, you'll lose to, it. Yeah, to build
0: yeah. the muscle memory.
1: Perspect- well, but to but but build the muscle memory is a bit that I've got the problem with, because so, mm. that three weeks in front of your TV, 10 minutes a night is when the muscle memory should happen. Right, okay. What it should be when you go out to shoot is, oh, it's, a, it's almost like a confirmation. Yes, it works in the real world, yeah yes, it works when I'm doing this. When I need to use this feature, oh yes, that worked yeah it's really just it's just give you that little added confidence, but that muscle memory is is what you spend every night yeah. for two, three, four weeks, whatever it takes, yep. just building up the speed, doing it hundreds of times over and over again yeah um, and you'll never forget how to do it. and then when you then you go and do that that test and go uh, and, and you set yourself a chance, I need to start on this mode bang i just did it yeah yeah and so and, and so that that going out to do that that dummy shoot is not a, a learning thing it's oh, a confirmation no. yeah. thing yeah it's a it's literally a totally. yeah I, everything everything i've done I've, it's almost like you know yeah i've graduated and i'm now getting <laughs> out to the party afterwards <laughs> yeah you know, I'm, gonna, uh, the, I'm gonna throw my hat in the air and then and then pick up somebody else's because i couldn't see where mine went kind yeah. of thing um that kind of stuff so um yeah, but that's cool. And, and it's good that you haven't experiment with that with video because that's uh, yeah. a whole, whole other world in, in and of itself, isn't it? Absolutely.
0: You know? and, and particularly the you know, shooting in S-Log, uh, which I will you know, most likely do when I'm in Alaska, forces new constraints on me uh, because with the Sony cameras, your minimum ISO when you're shooting in S-Log 2 is 800.
1: Geez, really? Yeah. So, why, why is that?
0: I don't know why it is.
1: So this is what you need to know before you go. Cause now when someone Th- these says, are the things that, you don't want to be yeah.
0: finding out when you're out shooting yeah. for real. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so it means I, I'm i actually thinking of buying myself a variable neutral density filter.
1: Okay. The, these are ones and that how's have... That, how's that... Oh, if so oh, you're, shooting, two, a, you're shooting 800 ISO, it's just too bright. For, I get it. Yep. Exactly.
0: Yep, yep. And so the variable neutral densities have two filters, and so as you rotate one yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. against yeah. the yeah. other... But-
1: that you can't take those to the maximum, otherwise, as well as you get those horrible crossbar effects. And, and you can find that I find there's a lot of unevenness on them as well. Is that so, right? Yeah. So mm. I, that was something I wouldn't be trying when you get there to see if you're happy with it. Right. Uh, I've always I've, I've, experimented in the distant past yep. uh, with variable NDs and not found a single one that I was happy with. Oh. Uh, and I'm Ew. talking using multi-hundred dollar ones yeah, right. and not finding one that did the job whereas using two or three, uh, you know, a four, an eight, and a 12-stop, uh, right. yeah, um, individuals, perfectly even across the board, yeah. Interesting. So it's, okay. It's, it's certainly definitely – so at least do some, some look-up and some research on them, and, and you'll find some people swear by them, but I, I've never been able to find a single one that's right. given me edge-to-edge. Edge, uh, so, you know, so what do I do in, then? Because the I've, I've already
0: got a Hoyer 3-stop, so an ND8, yep. what I might do is grab another Hoya that's maybe a six-stop and then I can yep. either yep. use both of them if I need nine stops or I can use yep, one exactly. at three or one at six.
1: Uh, it's a bit, and it's not quite as intuitive. But the, the concept of variable is so, so appealing. Yeah, oh, of it's course just it that, is. Th- that little tweak, but if it comes at the compromise of, it, of quality, you Yeah, no. I'm, yeah, yeah and I'm, glad, I'm glad
0: I had that conversation with you because I wouldn't have known that without spending the money. Yeah, and I yeah. probably then would have been really annoyed that the
1: quality was sort of at the very least. I would say yeah, go on because once again, video is different from photo. Yeah go on some forums and say and you know, just suss out and you do some searches what have people what have people been saying about them yeah you know, who's been having good experiences and and what's their what's their work like are, are they someone who actually knows what they're talking about when yep. it comes to that i could say okay if this guy's saying yeah this is actually really good or say like, yeah because i said video completely different world to to, to still photo obviously. Yeah. You know? yeah and you have a lot more time to look at the the failures of things on a still photo than yeah. you do on a you yeah, thirty thirty frames a second video. Yep. So yeah. So, So, so there's some some homework for you, Bruce, and you can tell us all about it in six weeks ago in time when we do the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labor of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple
1: of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. So, what, 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 have you got anything on the board worth talking about, do you think? Or, well, yeah. I did want to mention, uh, it was
0: actually my wife who brought this to my attention. Uh, the oh, World... I see,
1: but you have to mention it then. Because, That's right. Yeah, the yeah, World Photographer told of you, the Year. She'll say, did you talk about that thing I sent you on the podcast? Uh, she'll have, if she'll you go, already,
0: no. She'll have already forgotten about it. That's
1: oh, right. Just, just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: World Photographer of the Year exhibition is on at the Maritime Museum in Sydney. Uh, from the 1st of April through to the 31st of October, so there's a, a fairly wide window of time for anyone that wants to get along and see that if you're in Sydney Why is it
1: at, why is it at a sea museum?
0: I don't know
1: I, 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 I mean it is wildlife
0: photographer so I guess some of those will be sea animals
1: creatures I guess Yeah, yeah. but
0: that's, uh, that's where it's being held so she, she sent it to me and I thought oh yeah that's worth mentioning it's in Sydney so anyone who's in town and wants to uh, check out that exhibition definitely uh, have a gander
1: just having a quick flick on their, on their page there. It's, uh, yeah, there's, there's some videos on there too, which is looking pretty good. There's a uh, one here behind the lens of 2022 20, 20, Young Wildlife Photographer of the Year, Ketan Yu. I'm not going to try and say his surname, <laughs> right? but that looks pretty amazing. And, uh, the, and there's also behind the lens of the, um, the, the actual wildlife. Now, we mentioned this, this image last year, I think, of these bees all in a ball. Uh, oh, and other yeah. bees flying in. So there's yep. like a behind the little video on on that person. That's yeah, worth having a gander at and some yeah. some purdy photos. Yeah. So, but mm. whilst whilst we're doing whilst we're doing uh, photos over the the year kind of thing, mm. um, I've also got one, so I thought mm. we might as well link the two together. There's a landscape photo competition. The beauty of Scotland. Oh, That's lovely. C- celebrates the rugged beauty of Scotland. But what stood out to me on this was the normalness of the images. Majority of the images are underplayed in their post work. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of
0: They're just well-crafted landscape
1: Well-crafted, well-timed. Nice. Uh, and maybe it's because my brain's going through this thing of, my God, how hard this is to do. But a lot of these shots are, yeah. They, you know what I haven't seen? I haven't gone through all of them, but I haven't seen a single shot of a person pointing a torch at the Milky Way. <laughs> It's because the Scottish
0: aren't that gullible, mate.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, got to be. There's no tents lit up from the inside. There's <laughs> no it. one. There's not a single an epic photo with someone standing with a red raincoat in the middle of it. There's <laughs> one on the Isle of Skye. Um, a, 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 I think they're called the Old Man of Tor. I think is the name okay. of the particular rock. Right, and uh, it's got this beautiful afternoon golden glow. But you know. In every other photo competition I reckon I would see, I would imagine they'd have someone standing near that to show the scale and all. But not a single one of these photos has that bloody device being used. So I think... uh, it appealed to me because of that.
0: I've got, I've got to say, I, I love the fact that they don't appear to be Photoshopped to within an inch of their lives. That's, like... a,
1: that's exactly what drew my attention. Yeah. And in a world now of AI and all yeah. this sort of stuff where everything's overdone, and you know, my work's just as bad as everything else, <laughs> it's just nice to see good yeah, just good, simple, good photos. Yeah, you know? really. So nice. I commend I commend them for that. You know, yeah. so I thought I'd point that out at the same time. What else you got? Um, hang on, let me give it back. Back to my
0: list. In my newfound exploration of video stuff, yes. one of the YouTube creators, and I've I've actually been following his work for probably a few years now, is a guy called Gerald Undone. Some Ooh. of our audience are probably already familiar with Gerald's is channel. Is
1: he mad? Is he crazy? Has he got a bit undone? He is. is that it? That's his intro. That his oh, intro. okay.
0: Goes, oh, yeah. Gerald uh, undone, Gerald uh, undone, he's crazy. Um, <laughs> ah, he's undone. <laughs> so, um, but he's he's the kind of guy you would love to pay out on because he is the ultimate technical nerd.
1: Bruce, I love like to pay out on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do.
0: Um, So he goes right into the technical side of everything that he covers, and he does it really well. Uh, (laughs) And what I wanted to mention was this one Mm -hmm. video of Gerald's where he goes into
1: depth of field. That's when stuff's in focus or not in focus, Bruce. That's right. No, I've surmised it. Don't have to watch the video anymore. Paying attention. (laughs) You don't have to watch the video anymore. Summation done.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I will put the link in the show notes for anyone that wants to check it out. Um, His channel is brilliant. Uh, He does cover a lot of video stuff as well as still stuff. Uh, So. Yeah, if you're purely a still photographer, only fifty percent of what he covers might be of interest to you. But he does a lot of camera reviews when new cameras come out. Yeah. Anyway.
1: yeah. As I've always, as I've taught a many a many a many a many a many a many, many a person photography, and <laughs> aperture is the hardest thing for people to understand, and depth of field is a a, a concept that can be a struggle for them. Yeah. I've always, i and I like to sink to sink things down to the least possible stuff sure. and to me the easiest way to explain that is bigger number bigger focus smaller number smaller focus yep if you're not happy give it more or less get on with it yep yeah and why do you need to think any more of it than that Yep. Fair what enough. more i mean anything beyond that is wank okay to me yeah <laughs> then it becomes about. something i remember i came across one of my facebook memories the other day And I was just flicking through and I noticed this comment. Oh, but what's the bokeh ball size like? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, that, anything beyond, I want more stuff or less stuff in focus, is that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do remember. What did he point out that was so.
0: I do remember posing the question back in the days when Shelton was the co host of this podcast, asking him, is there some simple way to. Calculate like you know we we have the the formula for calculating flash distance. You know, is there something yeah. similar to that for calculating how much depth of field you're going to get with a given focal length and a given subject to camera distance? And he said no because yes, it is. the. Okay, well, I'd love to hear it.
1: Well, what you do is you set your camera up, you try a number, and if everything's in focus, that was right. And if it's not, try a different number. <laughs> yeah. It's digital. How hard, how long? Can, it's not how hard can it be? You try. It takes two. Okay, it might take. Okay, if you're doing three minute long photos, it might take you three minutes. We're talking extremes here, you know? but if, if you're doing a, a thousandth of a second, it takes you a thousandth of a second to find out, Bruce. <laughs> There, there is a... I'm sure there's a focal length... I mean, I've never looked into that stuff. It would bore my brain to death. But <laughs> I'm sure there's a focal length calculator thing, isn't there?
0: Well, it's it's quite a lot more complicated than... Oh, yeah. Not
1: a, there's not a simple it, X equals it, Y. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's because there's more variables. I, exactly.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, so I'm not going to try and surmise what Gerald covered in the video, I, I watched it a week ago and I've already forgotten half of it So,
1: but, but, uh, but, but, pro- but <laughs> let, let's let's delve into it though because are you going to a scene pre-calculating in your brain how much depth you want to see in the shot? Yes you, okay, so why is it important to know what number to use? You get there you try one oh it's what? got it all, oh it hasn't I'd better try another one Maybe it's right. like
0: our aforementioned discussion of uh, sunsets. Not that yeah. I, not that this would come into play in a sunset scene, but it might be a case of I've only got a couple of seconds to get this shot. I don't
1: want yep. to screw it up. If, no, you're, shooting 250, I... you're shooting 250th of a second. You can do 250 photos per second. You've got 60 <laughs> seconds before the sun sets. Okay. okay so that's 10,000 photos you can take.
0: But I'm saying we're not talking about a sunset. It might be that there are actors and you and you know you you know that you have a very finite amount of time in yeah. which to get the shot. All I'm saying is if I can understand you know the 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 thinking behind how much depth of field I want and if I can have it in my brain that oh i'm shooting with this focal length and this distance between camera and subject therefore i might want f4 or i might want f8 or i might want f11 or whatever then that just helps me get into the ballpark that much quicker
1: that's a yeah, bigger number bigger focus smaller number <laughs> smaller focus as you're driving there oh i want i want more focus because there's one guy five feet behind him and one guy five feet in front of him yeah big number so you're not going to start at the bottom end. are you? you're not going to start at F4. No. when you. But so I, I, it's just and this is again uh, shows the vagaries and the and the variations between humans. Is sure. my brain cannot function like that. My brain cannot fine. function. I, I know and you and it's perfectly fine even though it's stupid. It's perfectly fine for you to think <laughs> the way you do, you know, <laughs> because my brain cannot fathom yeah. how you would even want to think about that. Yeah, yeah. My my eldest child is is currently being tested for autism. Right and and he's diagnosed me as autistic, right? As in a lot of a lot of my traits are his traits, and a lot of he says, it says your dad, you're autistic." You know, you're, right? You're, and he he told us he was autistic before we even realised, and it turns out he was right. Right. right? So so he, he's he's very very he's a very smart kid. So he's he's very in depth knowledge on everything else, yeah. and he's come out and said, "Dad, these are all your traits. You're autistic." Wow. And it could possibly be, and you know, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree but that's why (laughs) that's necessarily why my brain cannot want to fathom or think about that kind of complexity of stuff is because my brain simply isn't wired to think that way and that's fine absolutely nothing wrong with that at all and it just but i just cannot fathom other people's brains and i guess the same would also go for someone who has ocd and wants everything just so can't understand how other people don't want it to be just so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my youngest, my youngest one has to have some oral surgery in a, a week or two, and um, I was met with a surgeon for the first time last week. And one of the first things he said is, "Oh, I'm autistic." <laughs> 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 I mean, almost out of nowhere. It's just like it's interesting when you when you're going through this process how you start noticing. <laughs> so and this got this, this you know high and I've uh, I'm telling my eldest kid I said look there's a, there's a high functioning yeah, yeah, medical professional doing you know complex stuff yeah. at, at a, a, and yeah and happily accepting that, it, that his brain works a certain way you know? yeah. yeah fascinating stuff. It's like stuff.
0: you know, Kath and I when we travel, we love to wing it you know, yeah. don't, no, don't don't book all no of the plane. accommodation, you know, we'll just book it on the day and we'll yeah. go wherever there's you know, a bed available kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and there are people who could absolutely not travel that they way. Would yeah. They would melt down. They would melt down. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're all different. It's, it's it's <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'll just be very interested to know how many truly great videographers and photographers and have those what kind of brain, it would be great to do a brain analysis, you know, but to <laughs> yeah. categorise, because I reckon there'd be two extremes. I reckon there'd be the autism spectrum type art, creative artistic person, mm-hmm. and then there'd be the really anal OCD, really, really detailed focused like yourself. <laughs> but, to, yeah, you yeah, really, But I mean, you yeah. get a lot of pleasure out of understanding how it works. I do. Exactly. So you're in that category of, you know, anal. Yes. Uh <laughs> 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 no, but i don't know how much of the gap in between those two elements i don't reckon there'd be a lot of people that are that have had success in their career as a creative person would be in that middle gap they're either all going to be on one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum and the, in the middle is going to be kind of fairly sparsely populated with photographers i yeah. just just looking at the amount of people i've met in this industry over the years who have X, this kind of brain or that kind of brain. I don't meet many normal people. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's a it's a fascinating thing. This this thing that makes people creative is um, a, a crazy brain patterns. The baby, thing is, statistical you know.
0: analysis always draws a bell curve, and what you're describing yeah. are the far ends of the bell
1: curve. Yeah, and I'm saying the people in the middle they're boring. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they're not. They're, they're the ones taking photos with their iPhones and taking crap. You, you you've seen them the 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 crooked horizons. Oh, stuck yeah. out of people's heads, the yeah. the terrible expression on the all, all the stuff It's like, well, why did you take that photo? Oh, I like it, you know. <laughs> and, and that's that middle. That's the middle of the bell curve, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think to be good at it, to take it to a next level, you've got to be on the other end, either end of that curve, you know, quite possibly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just feel anyway. That's a, a bit of divergence from talking about depth of field. Yeah, it's almost um, like it's almost like our podcasts don't stay on any one track of thought for you at the time. <laughs> my, my eldest is also being uh, being diagnosed with ADHD. You because I've got that too? So that right. could explain a few things. <laughs> uh, and, and back to my, back to our mate Ren that I was talking about recently. <laughs> By chance, I was just watching a video just before we came on the podcast. And I was waiting at school to pick the kids up. One of the kids up. He does this live busking uh, thing where he does like five different songs in one song. Oh, okay. And yeah. he's got and he's got ADHD. And some and my guy goes, oh, I like how he's doing different things, doing different songs all in one song to keep the the crowd interested. I'm going, no, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the crowd. This guy's got ADHD, and by playing five different songs in one song, it keeps himself interested. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, I've seen him doing one song and then just stop halfway through. and Goes, no, I'm going to sing something else now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, 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 my ADHD is kicking in. I want to sing this instead. It'll just completely change <laughs> songs. I wanna saw Buddy Guy, the great blues musician Buddy yeah. Guy, recently, and he'd be halfway through a song because oh, that's enough of that, <laughs> and go on to just jump onto the next thing. You know, it's like fair enough. Once again, creative brains? Yeah, either end of the spectrum. Yeah, and
0: and let's face it as as any kind of creative, as a musician, as a photographer, whatever. Yeah, it is important. The, what you do fires you up. You, you and don't no one else. ever want to yeah. be doing it for the benefit of the audience. It's yeah. got to yeah. be for your own benefit.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, well, I did this talk at the camera <clears throat> club the other week and I almost got into fights with the people. Yeah, I was yelling at them just for something different yeah, right. uh, about, about, uh, about judging and competitions and, and so why the hell does anyone else care? Why, why on earth do you care what anyone else thinks about your stuff? Uh, it has absolutely, if, it, if, it, if you love it, Job done. Yeah, yeah. If you're shooting it to make someone else love it, you are failed. Yeah, you have know, got to do it. And, and people say, "Said, well, what? What's your favorite photo?" I said, yeah, "I don't actually really like my photos. <laughs> I like the, I like the going out and doing. Yeah. The doing is the fun thing for me. The doing's the pleasure, the joy, the uh, and it's, I don't know, it's the reason to be out, the reason to be doing something. That's if you can't get pleasure from the doing." yeah the end result's not going to have any value to you I, either you know? I
0: remember hearing a story back in the eighties about the Australian band ice house
1: oh yeah yep yeah. my wife's uncle has a song written by uh, about him by them and their first, on their biggest album it's called mr Matthews.
0: oh yeah yeah i wouldn't uh, say so, that was so. their biggest album, but yeah yeah yeah, I know the song what was that the was that their first album it was about their first album
1: okay yeah, yeah so he's so that's yeah, it's my it's my father in law's brother so the story
0: that I heard was that. Just
1: in case you're not sure, that was my ADHD kicking and thinking about something else. About Here <laughs> yeah. I anyway, go.
0: Ivor Davies, who was the lead yes. s- singer and songwriter for Ice House, they were yeah. three or four albums into their career, and Ivor decided that he was going to try and deliberately produce an album that would get them massive commercial success. And the album that they released uh, after you know, he endeavoured on that project was called Measure for Measure and was pretty much the the worst-received Ice House album of their entire career. Really? Really. And after it kind of flopped, he just went, screw it, I'm just doing what I like doing. And And the next album he wrote was Man of Colours, which yeah. was... Arguably the biggest album they ever had, like in terms of hits. Funny, huh? Yeah, Uh, and um, and I just tell that story to bring it back to that whole thing of you've got to do what works for you. You know, don't ever make your art about trying to impress. An audience.
1: But the, the funny thing, and, and conversely, again, or adding to that, uh, I was listening to two musicians the other day talking and you know, watching a video, yeah. and and this guy's about to release his new some new material, and he goes, I've found the more I do stuff, I think people won't like, the more they like it. And the more that I do stuff that I think they'll like, the less they like it. The more commercial there we, there it is, the least popular. Yeah, and yep. and it's the thing. So I mean, it, it's it, it, and the stuff that he does, that he thinks people won't like. It is the stuff he likes doing more. Yep. So it's kind of yeah. Again, yeah. Do do stuff that makes you happy. Yeah. And then, and and if by chance it happens to get you have a following or a, a, a certain level of um, success then all power to you at least you but yeah. if, if you didn't at least you enjoyed yourself whilst you're doing it
0: exactly yeah. exactly
1: yeah
0: cool. um, philip johnson sent us a story <laughs> phil <laughs> i'll read you the headline
1: go on woman oh,
0: demands refund on wedding photos after divorce <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much but, and so everything just before we go you any need further, to know Just before we go any further <laughs> I always tell people when I'm teaching photography so If you're going to do wedding photos <laughs> Make sure you do plenty on the day When the bride and groom are standing enough apart So when they <laughs> want to cut the photo in half you're not cutting my arms and limbs off. I say that every single wedding. And I say, make sure you tell them that this is a really important day. You're only going to do this two or three times in your life, so let's make it good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she wants the money back. I mean, how long did the marriage last for, does it say? Um, I'm guessing about three or four years. Oh, come on, (laughs) there's at least a serious discount.
0: Hi, Romeo, how are you? I don't know if you still remember me. You did a photo shoot for me at my wedding in Durban in 2019. Hey, I'm okay. thank you. Trust you well, yes, I remember. How may I be of service? Well, I'm now divorced, and those pictures I and my ex-husband, we don't need them anymore. You did a wonderful job on them, but they went to waste as we're now divorced. I'll need a refund of the amount we paid you because we don't need them anymore. Pardon me? This has to be a joke, right?
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh, just
0: epic. photography.
1: Photography is a non-refundable service. <laughs> Once I've already delivered to you the service and the pictures, I can't refund you because I can't untake the pictures. Exactly. Take care now. Oh, oh unbelievable! There got that's, that's gold, isn't it? It's just. Uh, So, what have you got on your list? (laughs) But just two, two little things. One, I'm I'm very interested in archaeology and the olden times and stuff. I I saw this thing where these uh, uh, drone cameras, uh, archaeologists have used drone cameras to get into a part of a, a hillside in Spain, which is. Pretty much, you can't climb in there. It's just too rugged and too inaccessible. And they found these cave paintings, these seven thousand year old cave paintings, wow. uh, using drones. Using drones to get access. So the team entered eighteen caves with the drones and discovered two mountain shelters that contain prehistoric wall art: arches, deer, goats. Um, and some of which were drawn as if wounded with arrows, which is pretty cool. Wow! So, so, and, and this is—I've been watching these how drones have impacted um, uh, things. There used to be a TV show called Time Team. Did you ever have you ever seen that Not at all? Do no. you ever see the Black Adder? Uh, the, the, I've, with I've seen Atkinson. little bits of it. I've ne- okay. I never well, watched. Well, he here's an offsider a, guy, a kid, a guy called Baldrick, who's offside of Tony, right. yeah. something or other. Tony Robinson is his uh, is offside. Well, he does this he had this series called Time Team, which is like went for like twenty years. Okay, and they basically had three days to excavate a site somewhere in England, right? Uh, and they'd find like they'd find like Roman. Somebody maybe found some shards of Roman pottery in a field, so they would go and explore the field and see what they and they unearth yeah you know, mosaics and all sorts of stuff because England's just layered on top of all sorts of cool. So So that was always really good. But back in the early episodes, for most of the 20 years, if they wanted an aerial view, they had to pay thousands of dollars to get up in a helicopter and try and see stuff from the air because obviously things look different from the air. And then when drones got invented, all of a sudden people are flying these, these cameras up into the air and it happened to coincide with a drought. And so people are flying their drones taking photos of fields and where there's like rock structures underneath a farmer's field, let's say there was an old prehistoric stone house circle house under a field the crops, uh, the 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 color of the of the dead crop would look different where the rock was to where there was no rock. Wow! So they're flying over these fields and they're seeing these hundreds of stone circles where, where there's prehistoric settlements they didn't even know existed wow. and Roman ruins. You can see entire shapes of Roman Roman um, buildings underneath these fields, which are just as far as you to the naked eye just blank. You know? Yeah, at ground level it's just un- yeah, impossible to see. to see. So mm. so drones drones have made it so much more affordable uh, and also same with Google Earth. Yeah. I've spent quite a not a bit of time, but I, from time to time I'll get on Google Earth and I'll just scroll the English countryside. Yeah. Just look at it, the shapes that you can see under the ground because yeah. there is so much stuff that you can see. It's really quite remarkable. Wow. So when I saw this article it really piqued my interest because yeah know, it's, it's stuff that oh, yeah, I'm that definitely going to be
0: watching that video when we finish recording. Yeah, very very cool.
1: And the last little thing, just to bring us back to a little bit of the AI, this is an uh, organisation came up with this AI program called Optical, as in which I think uh, yep. kudos just for the name, but nothing yeah, else. it's great. This is Optical, Optical, optical. Yeah. and basically it, they use AI to assess, sort, and rate your photos for you. Wow. So if you've shot a wedding. It's going to go. Find all the ones where people have blinked, where people have looked away, where all the stuff that's not as good as focus can be, wasn't sharp. Yep. Focus wasn't right, and, and, and we'll cut do all that that labor of work for you. Wow. In a very very short period of time, and then give you just the end results, and then you can just export that straight out to a Lightroom catalog of that particular event. Oh, that's huge! And then all you've got stuck there is is just um, it's just that you know sort sort the wheat from the chaff for you. Yeah, I think it's just a – and, you know, you might – and what I've always said in the in the past, when you have to man to go and cull through things, you go through things pretty darn fast. <laughs> Let's say you shot a wedding. You've got to go through really darn fast. You've got 2,000, 3,000 yeah. photos to go through. Then you go out and, and you've got your, your – you work with your five-star stuff and, and your four-star stuff and you, and you build your story of the day. And then when uh you, there's gaps that you need to fill, you then you look at your three-star ones – and see if the stuff you can fit in, and <laughs> That's if it's not it. you're at your two style. But and So you might not have exported those. Uh, your, your optical might only pull out the fives and fours, maybe some threes, but you've got yeah. all that there. You build your storyline. They go, okay, I need to go back to the original files for that part of the day to see if there's anything else I can add to it yeah but it, so it certainly would reduce yeah. an awful lot of time uh, and and effort on, on the on the on the the video or the photographer's part I think so I thought it was a pretty cool piece of software mm. and yeah cu- again kudos for the name if nothing else yeah you know? <laughs> exactly so that was it that's all I got that's all I, all I had on my little thing no nice. we' waffled we've waffled on for nearly an hour anyway so well, I think that's been a good chat Well it was supposed to be a short one Bruce, because I've got' you know, <laughs> got <get> dinner cooking. <laughs> Somebody waffled I don't think it was me Oh Bruce Yeah, you're a, sh- you're a shocker Bruce It's always about you, 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 you Isn't it yeah. It's just called, it's been named the Bruce and the other guy show Yeah, Awesome
0: <laughs> Mate good to chat You we'll, too mate uh,
1: talk to you in a couple of weeks Look after yourself and uh, talk to you, you soon too. Bye See you, mate. Bye all Bye
0: You've been listening to Shudders Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuddersincpodcast.com.